Hey, it's Mirna from Happiness Academy. Welcome to the Happiness Academy podcast, a place where you can discover practical, simple, yet effective tools from the science of positive psychology. You're at the right place if you're looking to live a life of well-being and joy, staying resilient when facing any challenges, and incorporating a sense of meaning in things you do. Ready? Let's dive in. Well-being at work. Is it just a new hype, a new trend, a new marketing thing that is showing up everywhere? Or is there truly something to it? Today, we are exploring what science says. We do a lot of numbers and statistics and specifics. What science says about benefits of well-being at work for individuals, but also for organizations. I will explore it through two ways. First one will be to just to drop a quick number, statistic, different correlations at you, uh, kind of quick paced, short and quick, and you can catch the ones that you find more interesting. Just a different range of ideas of how we can think about well-being and benefits of well-being at work. And then in the second part of this episode, I will talk a little bit more structured, grouping some benefits around some of the, let's say, pillars of well-being and so on. Now, if that's a bit tough to follow and you would prefer a written outline, maybe some references and specific numbers, do grab the free ebook on benefits of well-being at work and link it beneath in which I'm outlining more or less the same information I'm sharing here. So if you prefer books, go there. It's short and it outlines very specifically the numbers, the references and the main insights. Now, let's start, shall we? Here are some numbers related to benefits of well-being at work. First of all, one big impact of having more well-being at work is employee engagement. When they have a sense of well-being at work, employees feel nearly six times, that's six times, more likely um, to feel engaged at their work. On the other hand, it also has a positive impact on their productivity. They're 20% more likely to be more productive. It also has impact on their job satisfaction, 45% more likely to be satisfied within their jobs. It has positive impact on health, which means that they're 46% less likely to experience unhealthy days, meaning they will stay at work more and they will be able to work more. It's also related to sustainability. Specifically, they're 125% less likely to burn out, which means more available, more dedicated, uh, more present at work, more motivated as well and with better energy. And it's also related to permanence. Specifically, they're 31% less likely to quit if they feel the sense of well-being. Now, it's not just about keeping them there and keeping them work productively. It's also that workers who feel sense of well-being are also more creative and innovative, specifically three and a half times more likely to be seen as creative as innovative. It is 10% higher the customer ratings and customer satisfaction that employees with sense of well-being uh, have. And also in terms of financial gains, the research, some of the research indicates that it's 10% higher over average shareholder return when uh, most of expl uh, employees experience well-being. And then finally, in terms of safety, loyalty, um, it's 70% fewer safety incidents in places with high well-being, 
Attendance is higher, specifically 41% less of absenteeism and people not showing up for different reasons. And then it's also related to higher loyalty. Depending on different research, it can be between 24 to 59% lower turnover. So the numbers, again, look for them in the free ebook. I know I went to them pretty quickly, but the important thing is what are the keywords for you and your organization that caught your attention? From engagement, productivity, job satisfaction, to health, less of a burnout, more permanence and loyalty, higher attendance, higher safety, and then higher creativity, uh, customer satisfaction, and even financial gains. Which are the keywords for you? Look for that research, share it within your organization, point out how well-being at work and initiatives related to well-being at work actually contribute to these goals and these gains. Um, yeah, let's, from here, let's dive in a little bit into a little bit more structured ways. How can we group these benefits in some of the, let's say, big areas that we can think about? You could say that there are five big areas of benefits that we gain from working on well-being at work. On one side, there are physical benefits, clearly physical health, uh, positive impact on physical health by having more well-being at work. On the other hand, there are also psychological benefits. I guess that's more straightforward one, but there are also organizational benefits, cognitive benefits and social benefits. So let me go a little bit through each of them one at a time. Um, and you feel free to skip through and uh, look into the ones that's most interesting for you. And especially, think which of these maybe you haven't been thinking about and it's actually one of the consequences of well-being at work. So physical, psychological, organizational, cognitive and social groups of benefits related to well-being at work. Now each of these has quite a lot of different research under it in, into the importance of well-being at work. So um, no need to get stuck on one statistic, uh, and I put all the references in the ebook so you can also check it there. Let me explore them one by one, starting with physical health benefits of well being at work. So, from the research on physical health benefits of well being at work, we can see that employees who are physically more healthy are also more productive, they have lower rates of absenteeism, they're less likely to experience work related injuries. But then we also see that people who high score high on subjective well-being, which is just another way for happiness, a word for happiness and well-being, has been directly linked to take less of sick days from work, to have fewer cardiovascular problems, to recover faster from any physical illnesses. Um, and then that they are better with maintaining healthy diet, healthy lifestyle, healthy exercise. So in a way, feeling good about ourselves, feeling sense of well-being in different areas of our uh, life, including work, actually has direct impact on our health directly, because when we're happier, we have also higher immunity and so on and so on. But it also impacts our positive, um, healthy behaviors. So we kind of work there on two levels, you could say. And again, the references for each of these research, you can outline them in the ebook. I don't want to be reading all the names and numbers and, and references, but you can find them all in the, in the notes. Now, physical activity, which is again also one of the uh, parts of, of um, physical well-being, is also linked to higher cognitive functions and to increased job satisfaction. 
Um, so encouraging any sort of physical activities in the workplace, um, providing physical activity coaching or programs can have significant impact on employees and organizations. And in general, employees who take part in such programs usually will be related to lower healthcare costs and positive return of investment also in sense of their attendance and energy and everything else. Now, on the side of maybe looking a bit also in practical tips for this kind of thing, one of the best tips I can offer is to look into how can we truly incorporate physical wellness and well-being into the workday. It is really important not to encourage the work behavior where people sit or stand or do anything else super unhealthy for eight, nine hours straight without moving and then seek to provide them, um, I don't know, gym memberships out of their work time, which often they won't have time or opportunity for. If we can, and as much as we can, let's incorporate such programs within the workday. Let's work with walking meetings or walking calls. Let's work with active breaks and building the culture of people supporting each other with having more active breaks. Let's work with taking stairs instead of elevators and encouraging and nudging that. Let's work with having yoga classes or gym or different sports activities incorporated as a part of a workday. Even though short term, that can feel like taking away time from focused work, but actually that will boost their energy, that will boost their concentration, that will boost employees' productivity. And with that, we'll have big return on investment on that, uh, on that, let's say, short chunks of time invested. So big encouragement to truly implement um, physical uh, wellness programs and, and benefits into the workday and make it integral part of the company culture and not a sprinkled separate benefit they can do at their free time. Okay, with that, let's move on to the psychological benefits. Now, with psychological benefits, you could say that's one of the biggest group of benefits we gained from working on well-being, and we can think about them kind of in terms of two things. One of them is related to mental health, um, productivity, job satisfaction, and dealing well with any negative events or emotions. So such as especially managing stress, managing anxiety, managing pressure, and not having too much of, a, of, a, of a pressure and stress, but having a healthy dose of challenge with our work. On the other hand, we also have the part that's more emotional about having support for employees to manage any challenging, emotionally challenging situations, helping them gain and develop tools related to managing their emotions, building company culture and behaviors that are related to having more of positive emotions and also helping them deal with any uncomfortable emotions. So we can really split it in two. One is about managing the pressure, the stress, the anxiety, this, and also, again, not having too much of it. And the other one is really about um, more of having this uh, emotional side of dealing with emotions well individually, but also having support of environment, learning new tools, and in general, having a lot of opportunities for positive emotions within work. Uh, to be more specific, that will protect people from burnout. So we do want to be building good strategies for managing stress, but also for managing emotions. And some of the best things we can do there as an organization is 
first of all, mindfulness, mindfulness training, mindfulness uh, interventions, encouraging people to explore and learn more about mindfulness, and especially to master small, easy, quick mindfulness and stress management exercises. That's one of the best toolboxes we can provide to employees. But then another thing that we need to think about as a company is also not to be creating area which is always very high stress because that is just not sustainable for our biology to be always under stress. We humans are designed to deal with stress and to be okay with having stress, but having it as a moment in our day or in our life, not having it as a permanent thing. So this is a lot of also about workload and overwhelm and how do we manage the workload and projects within an organizations in a sustainable way. Now, the last thing, the one on emotions, as a company, how we can work on that is on one side, building more of a culture that supports positive emotions, like, you know, celebrating things, aiming to make tasks meaningful, aiming to make communication constructive and positive, building a culture of appreciation and gratitude, and so on and so on. So in a way, creating a fertile ground for many positive emotions to rise out of it. But then it's also about encouraging and uh, educating employees on working with their emotions, providing different types of support, being it in terms of coaching and therapy where they can go with a specific problem, being it in terms of workshops on emotional management, on having more positive emotions, on dealing better with uncomfortable emotions and supporting them by giving them tools and skills. Of course, it goes without saying that at Happiness Academy, we also do a lot of workshops like that. So if you need to build skills of your employees in any of the areas related to well-being, yeah, don't be shy. Get in touch um, through Happiness Academy page. It's linked also in the, uh, in the podcast. Uh, and yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Now, let's talk about the third group, which are organizational benefits. In terms of organizational benefits, some of the main things I mentioned already are related to productivity and employee satisfaction, lower absenteeism, lower turnover, increased employee retention. These things already have a huge direct impact on the revenue of the organization. Having less turnover, having more productivity, having more motivation and, and uh, satisfaction and just more attending the work and not having absenteeism protecting employees from burnout, all these things have a huge impact on the revenue. And there is actually specific research that looks into how companies where employees are um, happy, <laughs> feeling happy, uh, literally leads um, that these companies perform better financially and produce higher uh, sales revenue. You can, again, check it in the ebook for the exact references. Now, one more important consequence of investing in employee well-being is also employer branding and sort of marketing. Basically, companies who have better culture and more well-being and who manage to also show that to the world attract um, higher talent, higher level of talent, higher, uh, more motivated, more skillful employees. Uh, so in a way, it's also a great strategy to attract the top talent if you're just not not just talking about well-being in your marketing strategy, but if you're truly working on that employee experience and employee well-being. There is even a study that found that a workplace wellness program um, has a return of investment of $6 for every dollar invested. 
check out that one could be very nice to convince the management who is very into the return on investment. So basically, in a way, we can see investing in well-being programs almost as um, a way of gaining more profit as well. Now, let's look into the next group, which is the social benefits and social relationships at work. Social benefits are all about the fact that more well-being at work positively impacts uh, relationships at work and with that it builds more contribution, more collaboration and with that higher productivity and higher results. And now the last group of benefits at work that we can consider is cognitive benefits. Through well-being at work, we actually reap cognitive benefits with our employees. Specifically, we have increased creativity and innovation, mentioned already, but also motivation. So bringing in more enthusiasm, interest, efficiency, and also durability or sustainability um, of cognitive abilities. At the same time, um, that leads to higher performance and engagement, already kind of mentioned. Because when people feel more supported, when people feel more like sense of trust and, and well-being in the company, they're also more likely to express their new ideas and ideas for improvement and solutions for problems and so on. Finally, problem solving is also um, beneficial, uh, beneficial related to um, well-being at work. Now, one more research that I'm not mentioning actually in the ebook, but that is quite relevant, is also the research on positive emotions, specifically the broaden and build theory by Barbara Fredrickson. Uh, in that theory, she explored how we function when we are mostly in positive emotions or mostly in negative emotions. And one of the things, this is like very brief summary, one of the things that she outlines is that when we're in negative emotions more, like stress and anxiety and pressure, we get in this tunnel vision sort of a thing where we focus on the immediate next step. We're not very creative. Uh, we're really thinking like narrow and looking to act quickly, a bit of fight or flight mode, right? Yet, when we are in positive emotions, we focus on much broader picture. When in positive emotions, we are much more creative. We are much more able to build our resources, such as optimism, better cognitive abilities, uh, better social support and connections with others, uh, more health and so on. And we also are better at seeing patterns, connections between things, uh, discovering new creative things. With that in mind, that's another research that kind of confirms how important it is to keep the environment where we support abundance of positive emotions and have much more of that than negative emotions. So do take a moment to think how is the emotional outline uh, in your organization and you know where can you work to make that even better. Now, I talked about five areas of benefits. I will outline them again just very, very quickly because I want you to think which of these uh, is hiding potential also for your organization to focus more on. So we said that when working on benefits uh, on well-being at work initiatives, that leads to benefits in five areas, physical, psychological, so mental health, um, organizational, social, and also cognitive benefits. Yeah, where could you reap these benefits even more? Which of these are you curious about because they're not obvious for you and you want to look into what research says? 
grab the ebook linked into the uh, under the podcast or under the YouTube episode. Um, and if you want to work on this topic in a more active way, if you need some support, consultancy, feedback on your initiatives, um, exploring it a little bit deeper, or are looking for well-being related skills training for your employees, skills such resilience, skills related to self-management, to mindfulness, don't be shy to get in touch. I'm also linking the well-being at work page on Happiness Academy. That's also a place where you can also discover how I can support you with those initiatives. Within Happiness Academy, we work with these topics through six foundations of well-being at work, where we talk about topics such as resilience, flow and engagement, recharging well, building good relationships, purposefulness. So do look into that framework as well. I'm also linking another podcast episode, previous one, uh, in which I talked about six foundations of well-being at work, including some practical tips how you can work on this. I hope you will find them interesting. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have some questions, get in touch. Let me know. Um, yeah, and looking forward to share more soon. Thank you for exploring this topic with me. I hope you found some exciting ideas and tools that you will use already today. Remember, they only work if you put them in practice, but then they make all the difference. If you like Happiness Academy podcast, do leave us a rating and a review. It will be really helpful. And if you haven't done it yet, click on the links in the episode description to discover free materials and valuable resources to dive in deeper. See you in the next episode or at the Happiness Academy newsletter.